Hello and welcome to the next episode of the PFRS Kilo Chasers podcast, Final Cut, or no, what do we do? I think it's Raw Cut. Raw Cut? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, just, we'll stick with Raw Cut. <laughs> this is the first time on this one. Um, hope you guys like the intro. It'll get a little bit more refined as we go along. But uh, yeah, I'm here with Matt Ware. Hello, hello, everybody. Drinking, drinking some bang. The radical skedaddle. Ooh, I got the uh, the good old C4 strawberry Skittles or whatever the hell it is. Love that. C4. Delicious. Yep. So uh, sit back, relax, and we're going to get into some weightlifting style talking. Can't steal John North's weightlifting talk. <laughs> but here we go. Matt, you just got back from Masters Nationals. Yeah. How was it? No. Tell me. I wish I would have gone. <laughs> well, first of all, that intro was fire, so let's just say that. <laughs> um, okay, so the Nationals, uh, first and foremost, it was ran perfectly. Okay. Like I think I saw maybe two or three blunders, but when you have 900 lifters, Mm-hmm. And you only have two or three mess ups from the officialing and, and calling names and loading and all that. I, I would say that's a success. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just on per, based on per, percentages, like yeah. that's huge. It's huge. Um, I saw a lot of great lifts. I saw. I met a lot of fantastic people. And I know that we've we've talked about this, and and there's been multiple conversations, but I just don't think there's enough focus on what a masters level meet is. Mm-hmm. And how the community is a lot different. Yeah. You know, um, there was a, there was a gentleman that I met older gentleman. I think he was in his late sixties. Um, the guy had been a, a coal miner pretty much majority of his life. Right. Cow. And, uh, six months ago had a buddy just say, Hey, you should start lifting with me. You know, he's done CrossFit forever. And, why don't you come try this out? And so this was his second meet. He qualified to come to this meet, second meet. He took like he took silver in his uh, in his weight class. What? And he's talking to me and he's like looking at me like this is something I never imagined could be a part of life. Yeah. And at well, I think it was sixty seven, that's sixty seven years old. Like Holy you're shit. able to do that. You're able to walk into this this event and be welcomed with open arms and like Yes, there is a uh, competition going on and yeah, the, we are competitive, but at the same point we're loading for each other. We're helping each other out pounds all around. It is, there's something to be said about that. Oh, absolutely. And I, we, we did talk about that the other day about how a master's level meet is completely different in the, in the mentality of the lifters and the coaches compared to a senior level meet Yeah, with just, you know, you're, you're not there to you're not there to try to win a spot on a team. You're not there to like, you know, outlift somebody necessarily. You're, you're there to be there with your team. You're there to do better than you did the year before or the competition before. And if you just so happen to beat the guy next to you, you still give him a high five. Or if you lose, like you're going to get whoever beat you, you know, they showed up, they trained harder than you did, Totally. you know, or more consistently or whatever, you know, whatever it is, they, it, it's, it's kind of the nice part about the sport of 
no matter how big the competition is, no matter how good the other lifters are, when you step on that platform, it's still you versus the bar. Yeah. It's you versus the kilos that are loaded on the plate or on the bar. And it, it doesn't matter who went before you, who goes after you. It's that moment, whether you make the lift or not. Right. And yeah. And you know, um, I, I was really trying something new this time. Um, I'm the, I'm the type of person and, you know, I kind of touched on this last time where I'm, I'm a really, I'm a really passionate, I bring passion forward. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that entails me getting too focused and too into it. And so, uh, something that I was working up to going to this meet was, um, having fun. So that was my mantra and my like having fun, having a good time. So I built like this fun, like hip hop, uh, you know, playlist, um, I made sure that I was smiling. I made sure that like when they called us out for the lineup, I was, you know, shaking people's hands, telling them to do, you know, Hey, good luck. I hope you kick ass today. You know, and that, that's something I actually stole from, uh, you know, Cornell George Yeah, is like going around, shaking everybody's hands, saying, hi, good luck. Hope to see you out there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll get the podium before you, you know, just well, having fun. You know, what's funny about that though, too, is like. You think being a badass and, and walking around strutting, not talking to anybody, like that puts off a vibe of like dominance. You're going to get in somebody's head a hell of a lot more walking around, yep. giving high fives, fist bumps, saying, hey, man, I hope you do really great today. Right. And they're going to be like, well, what does that mean? Does, it, does, <laughs> does he actually want me to do good? <laughs> yeah, right. Does he think that no matter what, if I do good, he's still going to beat me? Like <laughs> like the, the brain. Yep shit that goes on just with that like i think it's way more devastating or could be de more devastating in that kind of situation if you, if that person is you know thinks like that but like on the flip side you're just going to make that other that per that person's day better right and i also you know one of the uh aspects of it is there's a time and a place right so you know when i'm in the back room i'm warming up when i'm sitting at the like little athletes row right there mm -hmm. before i go out I'm I'm keeping uh, keeping a good time, bobbing my head, having a good time, listening to music. When my name is called, it's game time. My chest is up, and I'm walking out of that uh, warm up room with dominance. Mm -hmm. And I noticed it, it just kind of happened organically. Like I'm walking up, I'm tightening my belt, and my my mind was focused. Yeah, I knew I knew the job. I knew it needed to get done, and I went out there, and I had a, I had a great event. I, I had a very successful five or six. Yeah. Um, PRs across the board. I even was set up to take bronze, which never in my a million years did I imagine. Yeah. Just think what you're going to do next year. I know. And, and not only what I'm going to do next year, but like how many more people I'm going to know. Oh, yeah. And how much more comfortable yep. the person's going to be. So it was a great event. And um, there's a lot to be said about, about um, the Master USA Masters and how they ran that event okay. across the board. Now... I know we wanted to kind of get into uh, the aspect of the financial ability, right? Yeah. Because that, that's a real big thing. Yeah, it's not just a couple bucks to go and go to these meets. Like it's, you know, especially nowadays with inflation and everything else yeah. and gas prices, you know, plane ticket to Salt Lake, if I was going to buy it just to go last minute, like it was 600 bucks. Yeah. And, it's, yeah. and that's from Portland to Utah. It's not a far, that's not a big flight. No. And it, so... For me, it didn't make sense. Even like, if, especially since I wasn't lifting, it's like, oh, I'm going to 
paid $600 plus hotel and food and everything else. Just go hang out. Right, right. Well, I think we have a pretty good system, but I will say that I've learned. You know, I've been going, I've gone to, uh, you know, a handful of meets and I've learned that to be able to go to these type of meets, you need to know at least three months out, mm. right? And your first thing you buy is that plane ticket. Yeah. You get that plane ticket. You, you, you follow it. You follow it. You see, you know, the days that to buy and when not to buy, Yep. you get that plane ticket. And then, you know, something our team does, which is really, really cool is we, we get an Airbnb. Absolutely. I spent $300 on an Airbnb and I, I was there for uh, three days, two nights. Um, most hotels is that's one night yeah. worth of a stay. Yeah. On top of anything even if else. even if you're staying at the venue, or especially if you're staying at the venue, right? Exactly. And we were like three blocks down, um, and then so on top of that, we got you know transportation, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, one of our teammates rented a car and said, "Hey, why don't we all just tip chip in?" But it was like sixty bucks each. That's nothing, and it's nothing. And we had a car all weekend, yeah. And it was like you know, it was okay. When do you need to be at the meet? Okay. When do you need to be here? When do you need to be here? And it was really well scheduled um so then you so you got transportation you got lodging you got airfare you got most of your stuff taken care of right okay I'm just gonna pause for a minute cool i'm gonna keep it rolling but all right so let's see where were we we we're talking about the financial aspect yeah i think the last thing i said was like so you got your air flight, your hotel, and your transportation, and then I'll just roll from there. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so we had the uh, so the Airbnb, 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 the transportation. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what that looked like as far as the planning. I know because we we've talked about doing the looking at the Airbnb for um, the team camp right. in Texas. Right. Um, so who who headed it up? So Konar, Matthew Konar actually headed that up. Okay. Right? And basically what he did was he just had everybody send their, you know, depart or their arrival and departing flight times, numbers, all that stuff, all okay. that information. And he's like, just text me when you land. I'll meet you, you know, at uh pickup C. Right. Nice. So that's exactly what happened. You know, we you land, you touch ground, hey, I'm touch ground. Uh, and he's like, all right, meet me at scene about, it's going to take you about 45 minutes to get there, you know, with getting your luggage and yeah. walking the mile across the Salt, Lake, Salt Lake city, uh, airport. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so then I get down there, I'm just sitting down there waiting. He pulls up, get in the car, we go to the house and there it is. And then, you know, wow. I'm, and it's kind of the same way. Like, uh, the night before the meet, he was like, all right, you know, um, why don't you go get some sleep? Go in your room, do whatever you need to do. Um, I'm going to run to the store, grab you some candy, whatever you need for tomorrow. And uh, I'll see you bright and early at 530 in the morning because I weighed in at 6 a.m. <laughs> um, so he's like, and uh, just like clockwork, man, having, having that aspect right there mm-hmm. for an athlete is huge. So I guess the moral of the story of that, this part of the story is that, like, get yourself a team. Yeah, because you got a team or a group of people that are, are willing to p- all pitch in yeah. separately. Like it's going to make these things more feasible on the oh, financial absolutely. side, you know, and the planning side. Um, the you know the team house we talked about that. The one thing I didn't talk about is buying your um, your actual like entry to the to the meet. Yeah, for myself, 
It's the last thing I do. And I know they have all the early registrations and everything, but like I've done it where I've bought the, the entry to the meet and then just found out that everything else was too expensive and just sort of lost 125 bucks because yeah. I didn't end up going. Yeah. So I always shift that. Now I've shifted that to the very last piece that I buy. Yeah. As long as it's before closed, you're good to go. Yeah. And like for a master's meet, like it's, it's not like, the Arnold where late registration is another $200 Correct. or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, so masters has it locked down a little bit better with, um, the cost of late registration. Yeah. Um, so when you break that all down, how much, I mean, if you don't mind saying how much was this trip all in all rough, rough estimate, rough estimate of with everything, including food, including just whatever I needed while I was there. You know, I spent a little under $2,000, yeah. which, you know, some people will be like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's crazy. I think that was worth the experience every, for every penny, every penny for mm -hmm. what happened. And, you know, as an athlete that's on a team that has, support like that um it's you know it's priceless yeah to be able to go to a meet and have that kind of experience never in a million years did i imagine that i was going to have somebody counting my cards somebody standing right next to me with towels with candy with water um my coach like coaching me up getting in my head making sure i'm warmed up mm -hmm. somebody loading my bars I came back and I was telling people at work because they were all asking about it. I was like, I felt like a celebrity. You well, know what I mean? I mean, having that support, you actually feel like you feel how an Olympic weightlifter should, right? Exactly. As, and that's, you know, people don't like putting Olympic in front of the weightlifter part, but like in all aspects of it, like a true Olympic athlete, like you have all that stuff. Right. And so like to feel like you're the, at the, on the same level, maybe not weights wise, but like with the help and the coaching staff and everything of all the videos that we sit there and watch and watching worlds and the Pan Ams and, and, and the Olympics. And, and you see this like entourage almost, you know, for just one lifter, mm -hmm. you know, if you, if you actually get that experience from your team and your teammates, like really, I mean, we only have quote unquote one coach. Right. And then that's not not to take anything away from what Matthew does, but you know, Konar is the freaking gifted. He has a beautiful mind. A beautiful mind. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Um and that's one aspect of it. Having somebody who is just talented in doing that, who can who only focuses on that. He's yeah. not coaching you. Right. He's only counting cards. Yeah. And then to have loaders at your platform. And yep. to have your coach who only cares about making sure that your last two warm-ups are at the right time yep. and on the right number yep. and that you are in the right mindset and everybody else can fuck off for exactly. lack of a, for lack of a better term. Right. Right. Nobody yeah. is going to talk to you except for him mm -hmm. and maybe the guy that's handing you candy. And the only thing he's going to say to you is, are you good? And that's all he said to me. Yeah. What do you need? Well, are you good? You need water? Nope. Good. Here's your earbud. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, <laughs> like having that experience is, it's like you said, it's priceless. Yeah. Now, I mean, if you're spending that kind of money and you're going and you're by yourself, 
you yeah. know that's it's a lot harder to in my mind it would be a lot harder for to like you know is this really what i want to do well it's interesting you talk about that because um saturday so i competed sunday morning right yeah so saturday i spent the entire day um in the back room and there were athletes that came solo coach didn't come with them to no team behind them and I, I thought, first of all, I thought that was uh, very interesting because I don't know anything different than what the way we do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, like me and Diane and Matthew, you know, we were helping those people, you know, yeah. like they set it up to where we could be there and help them. And, but, you know, you walk into that situation, you don't know this person's numbers, you don't know how they lift, you don't know what their mindset. Um, so you're just doing your best. But, um, you know, that's where that community comes in and yeah. being back there on Saturday and seeing how everything rolled, right? The movements, the nuances of the announcers, how athletes were moving through the competition was a huge benefit because I've done it the other way where I stayed in my hotel room until the day I lifted, walked out there and was not prepared. That happened to AO and I ended up like uh, hurting myself because I laid in a bed. I sat in a hot tub, you know, I just, I, I thought that I was supposed to be in this closed cave until I lifted to keep mm-hmm. my mind right, but that didn't that didn't translate. I mean, you learned a lesson. Learned a lesson, you know. And and I I get it. Like, there's other people who, like John, right? Right. John is a perfect example of there is no way that if he was actually going to compete, mm-hmm. like and seriously compete, that he should be there the day before he lifts, right? Or, you know, if he's going to be there the day before he lifts, like, he needs to be there in the morning and take the afternoon off and completely shelter himself from all points of contact. Correct. Um, Just because he's going to have such an influx of people trying to shit, you know, glad handing and, like, whatever. And then him trying to coach because that's just his nature. Like, he wants to help. Right. Um, And, uh, you know, other people that are out there like other coaches that are still trying to compete. They've, they've said the same thing. They're just like, I go out there and I got, you know, 10 athletes I'm trying to coach. And then I'm, I'm competing either in the PM session or the AM session the -hmm. the next day. And I'm just completely wiped out. And I saw that happen too. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's, it, it's amazing to me that these guys, and it's like kudos to them for trying. Right. You know, like they're putting it out there and really trying, but when it comes down to it, like you said, like there's a, there's a happy medium of getting out there, getting your movement, getting your mind right in the situation mm-hmm. and then piecing out yeah. and be, being able to close off for a minute and having Konar there to say, okay, it's nine o'clock at night. It's time for you to go to bed. Right. Right. Nobody's right. going to talk to you. Nobody's going to like, just say your good nights, go to your room. Right. And chill. Whether you fall asleep right away, whatever, yeah. it's up to you. But like, we are narrowing that that path so you can concentrate on on the task at hand. Yeah, and you know that that actually happened at lunchtime. So we got there early and, and coached an athlete uh, through the early session, and then about twelve o'clock hit, and we're like, "Hey, let's go get some lunch." Diane looks at me and goes, "No, why don't you sit down, find a corner, go sit down. I'll go bring you lunch." Nice and. Like, I was just, like, dumbfounded. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And I went down, and I sat, and I took a nap, and it was it was great. It, you know, for me, I'm the type of person that I like to see my terrain, mm-hmm. and I like to feel it. 
But there are, you're right, I think uh, somebody like John who has years on years and years of competing in a high, high level, mm-hmm. it makes sense that he would want to just close off completely yeah. and get the mind right. For me, it's about experience. And I'm so new to this, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and that's kind of why we're talking about this is for people out there that are like, uh, you know, that are approaching these national events. Oh, wow. I qualified for that. Okay. Now what do I do? Yeah. Well, this is your, this is your roadmap right here. Yeah, exactly. So let's, let's, let's do that roadmap. So for you, like we talked about the financial aspect, buying your plane ticket, getting your, getting your housing, figure out your transportation, um, having, having a solid team behind you, um, and not just behind you, but you also being part of that team and being behind your other teammates. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about your experience from the day of competition and how you like your prep before you got in the car and what you packed, what you yourself packed your, your, um, you know, your battle bag and your way in, let's go through that whole process to the point, um, of starting your warmups. Yeah. So that, that's a really good point. Um, and let's, so go to bed. I, you know, I, I got in bed, I threw on some classical music. Actually, you know what I did is I took a really hot bath right mm-hmm. before bed, got in bed, played some classical music, just made sure I got, went to bed nice and well and got some good rest, woke up the next day, uh, took a shower, mm-hmm. you know, um, I put on, I, I usually wear like a pair of like compression shorts underneath my, uh, my singlet. So I put on the compression shorts and just the, you know, a pair of virus pants, mm-hmm. um, and the reason why I don't put on my singlet is because when you weigh in, you know, you want, I, I just go in compression shorts, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, I just, you know, put on my hoodie, got, made sure I had my headphones, made sure I had my snacks, made sure I had towels, all my, you know, knee wraps, uh, wrist wraps, uh, obviously the singlet, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. it's like you can't show up to a baseball game without your mitt. You got to yeah. have that singlet. Uh, you got your shoes and I packed all that the night before. Yeah. So that's ready to go. I did a quick double check, made sure I had my energy drink, made sure I had my ibuprofen because I knew I was going to need it. Yep. Um, and uh, I was off, you know, went downstairs. Uh, Matthew offered me a cup of coffee. I was good. Uh, we get, he drops us off right in front. Mm-hmm. Um, I immediately go into the weigh-in. And the weigh-in is, um, you know, my first time with the weigh-in was I didn't know what to do. I was nervous. I was sweating. I was like, oh, what do I walk in here? And I, in fact, my very first meet and my very first weigh-in, I told the guy I was going to get naked. And he looked at me and he goes, no, you're not. No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) And and so now I walked into this one a little bit more versed. And you walk in and you take your shoes off. You make sure you got your socks off. You make sure if you're going to wear your pants, make sure they're loose and you can take them off quickly. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a shirt on underneath my zip-up hoodie. So I, when my name got called, I walked in there, showed my ID, took off my hoodie, took off my pants, weighed in. I was right at a hundred. And you know, something I've noticed is that my, the day of the meet, I'm always a lot lighter than I anticipated. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was, so I was at a hundred, which was fine. Um, kind of made some jokes, declared my openers and uh ready to rock walked out the door and then john and i you know we found a a quiet corner and i just sat there got my mind right watch you know watch some i like to visualize right and so i noticed that i lift better when i watch other uh, lifters lift 
You know, when I can hear the clack clack, when I can see the, you know, the motion of pulling the bar back Mm -hmm. when I can feel, or just like I can almost visualize myself feeling the locking the bar out. Yeah. And that's mainly with the snatch, right? Because it's so technique driven. And so I watched some videos, listened to some music, and then, uh, you know, seven o'clock hit. My session starts at eight. John looks at me and he's like, all right, get your shoes on, get your singlet on. You know, just drop everything, put, put singlet on. Walk out to the, uh, the uh, warm up area and mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, let's pick a bat- platform. And uh, this is something that, like, not a lot of people um, really grasp because you think, like, okay, I'm going to warm up on a platform and get my own platform, but you don't. No. You're warming up with, uh, you know, in this case, three other athletes. Three, three, three so athletes. Four to, four to a platform? Oh, I'm sorry. Three? There was three to a platform. Three to a platform. Yeah. There was still. 18 lifters in my session. God. With that said, it still moved really nicely. Okay? Um, and so there's a strategy in itself mm-hmm. in finding um, a lifter or lifters to share the warm-up that have the same mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, that are relatively close to, you know, your opener. So you're not constantly taking off and putting on plates. Right. Yep. Um, and that also have a coach. Yeah. Because, um, there was a platform that we sat on that like the, one of the dudes didn't have a coach and it was like, you know, okay, well, we're not going to coach that person too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, get on the platform, Bar, bar work 10 minutes at least 10 minutes of bar work you know um and then start warming up for that snatch and it's go time yeah you know matthew already has um you know an idea of what i'm going to do mm-hmm. my uh my declared weights my declared openers were much lower than what i was going to for strategic reasons yeah um and uh at that point at that point when i put my hand on that bar for the very first time even bar work it's like all i'm thinking about is getting under that bar and going on the platform and showing what I've been doing for the past couple of years, yeah. showing how my past six months has led me to this. Yeah. And the emotions that come with that, like uh, there was a, there was a moment where it was in between my snatch and my clean and jerk. And I just went three for three in my snatch. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was just like on top of the world and I called my I called my wife and yeah. I was like, "Hey, did you see that? <laughs> awesome!" Nice. And my son got on and he's like, "Good job, Dad." That moment right there, I'm like, I almost started crying, like because oh, yeah. I I was so flooded with emotion and like so overwhelmed with how much love and uh, care that was taking care of me in that moment. Yeah, it was crazy. I just, I never imagined that a sport, um, at this level would bring that kind of emotion. Yeah. So especially when three weeks out, I could barely lock over, lock 90 above my head, mm-hmm. you know? And I, you and I were talking about that in my garage. I was like, I, I'm tripping out right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of it. It's the bug, right? It really is. Like every time, every time we, I mean, we, John doesn't peak us. Right, we don't go Correct. through a peaking cycle. It's just we lift, yeah. and we we go through these two, three week cycles of hangs, blocks, whatever it is. And I mean, John and Jessica have a set history of how to coach and how to program, and 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 it is what they do. Um, 
but it's not the programming I don't think that makes us miss when mm-hmm. we're two weeks out at eighty percent. It's not right. It's yeah. all in your head. It's that okay. I just I just spent you know five six seven hundred dollars on a plane ticket. I just you know I just said okay I'm going to do this. I committed to all this money, and that's in the back of your head every time you pick up that bar. Yep. Until you're on, and, and I mean, until you're there, right? Yeah. Until you set foot in that in the city, the destination city, where you're going to compete, like that flow of worry, of stress, of everything is constantly going through you. And I, I really think that that I don't know if this is, but that metaphysical like interpretation of fear mm-hmm. and stress mm-hmm. is why you can't do something that you've done. A thousand times before. Right. Yep. You know, like yeah. how many times have we hit 85 kilos? Like without even with, oh, no. without anything. It's well, it's kind of like doing drop sets, right? Yeah. You work up to 95, 98% and then you drop down to 60% and that first one you pull goes over your head. Yeah. Like <laughs> right. what know? happened? Yeah. yeah what exactly. happened? <laughs> it's, the, it's the opposite. Like you, yeah. you're going to walk up and you're just like, what, what is this weight? It feels like 80 feels like a hundred. Right. Or like right. today, you know, we, I, I haven't trained solid for three weeks. And like this week is my, I'm getting back into it. And what I say is it's 70 feels like 90. Yep. It's time to, <laughs> let's do a couple here and move yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a process. Um, and I, the emotional roller coaster that comes with getting ready for a competition with mm-hmm. everything that we've just talked about, financial, um, technique, your support system, mm-hmm. um, you know, the actual day of it's I, I hate to use the word peak, but you do peak at the meet and then it's after the meet, it's that letdown. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I don't know if you get this, but like after Christmas, I, I have this letdown, right? Yep. Because it's like this constant build up and then Christmas happens and then it's over. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like back to reality. Yeah. Walk in my house and I'm just kinda looking around and like maybe my mind is not quite there yet. Yeah, you're not ready to take the tree down. Not ready to take it down. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, and like we talked about it last week, you know, it's we talk, we talked about zero to sixty and sixty to zero. Yep. In you know a matter of minutes or seconds, and this is a that same concept, just the pyramid's bigger. Right. Right. You have two, three, four, five weeks of of peaking emotionally and mentally, not yeah. physically. I mean, physically too, but on just like the internal aspect of it, and then so you have this long, big slope up. And then all of a sudden it's, you crash. Yeah. And whether it happens when you step off the platform and you call your wife. Yeah. Or it happens when you're in the airport sitting there by yourself waiting to get on your plane. Yeah. You know, or when you get off the plane or on the, like it, it can, ha- it happens within a day. Yeah. And it's just like, oh. Yeah. Do I, you it's, know. It does. And having video, like nowadays with videos and, and, you know, social media where you can have that, that positive influx of of energy and you can look back and be like yes okay like this is why why i was here right. i'm st- i'm building on this and you can like you can build yourself up and keep you in a mental in a good mental emotional state um but there's definitely that like you were trying like you were saying right after snatch you're like you just like oh now i got a clean jerk now i got a clean jerk <laughs> yeah now comes the muscle right yeah yeah and uh it's it's interesting because you, you talked about like when you're sitting in the airport and this happens to me, this, this has literally happened to me every time, whether I have done good, bad, ugly, whatever, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But when I'm sitting in that, in, in that airport, 
I always do the uh, the obligatory like post like thank you to everybody. And, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, and what an emotional roller coaster! But it always brings tears to my eyes, mm-hmm. and um, it's not because I'm sad. It's just because you're overwhelmed with this emotion, mm-hmm. with the passion you put into the barbell, with you know everybody that's supporting you, with just everything it took to get yeah. you there, and to get you out on that platform. It, it's 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 kind of undescribable. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing my best of describing it, but like I get chills and kind of choked up talking about it because it's like people just don't understand that that don't do this. Like they just look at us like, oh, you're out there just being a strong dude. You know, we're men. We're we have big egos, so we got to lift things. No, that's no. not what it's about. No, this not is about at all. Pouring passion into something. Well, and you know, we come from a sports background, and and when you grow up. When you grow up in sports and it's a family event and you do you do your baseball season, you do your football season, you, you wrestle, you do track in high school, whatever it is, you know, it's always, well, for me at least, it was, okay, start of the year, we're in football. Yeah. Right? We, we started football like in August, basically. Yeah. You yeah, know, totally. in one way or another. And it, that went, that took us all the way through, you know, into fall, winter, and and then it was wrestling. Yep. And we did wrestling. So there was like no break. It was this 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 climax and then it was back to work. Yeah. And then it's climax and then and then it was baseball or or it was track or you know whatever it was and then the summer was the summer was summer we, we skied. Yeah. So yeah. like and even at that like we're we're on the lake and we're waking up at you know, before everybody else, the only other people that we're fighting are the, are the fishermen. Right. And they're pissed at us. We're pissed at them because we're scaring the fish and they're ruining the water. Yep. And, exactly. you know, it's still, it's, <laughs> and it, it's at this same kind of like slope of a climax to the last day of summer before we have to start football again. Yeah. yeah. You know, and having that when you're growing up and then all of a sudden, like you're, you know, you're mid twenties and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, so now I got to be an adult mm-hmm. and then be an adult. I, you can't do that stuff anymore, right? Supposedly, well, you I know, you and there, I mean, there's, there's like we were joking about earlier, beer league soccer, like yeah. softball and stuff <laughs> right, like that. Right, and if right. you know, I got friends that still play hockey, and and yeah, you know, yeah. The, these guys are like they, you know, junior hawks level when they were playing, and back in the day, right? And now they're out there, and they're getting banged up because they're playing harder now than they did you know, 20 years ago, (laughs) you know, but they still had that same passion. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just like this. We found something that it, it doesn't take a lot of money. Like if you just to train, it doesn't take take a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're going to compete locally, it doesn't take a lot of money. Right. If you want to do a national level event or travel, travel meet a big one once a year, like 2000 bucks. I mean, even if you're making, 60 grand a year like you you can it's save do, it's doable it's doable yeah right yeah um if it's something that you really want to do and and like i haven't i haven't gotten to do one yet so like you will. I, I i'm next year it's we're either we're either going to orlando or we're going to the cohen i'm not sure which one we're doing yet i'll, um, I'll just tell you this i'll pressure you enough to get you in there. So <laughs> don't worry about that well i'll so, just keep telling you these stories oh i know right <laughs> yeah but if 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 Cornell ends up going for sure a hundred percent. Like it, when he buys his registration for Orlando, yeah, then it's going to be like, okay, 
Yeah. We're going, and that's just going to be our Christmas trip. There you go. We're just going to take the girls and go to Orlando for a week. Well, I'm going to be seeing you there, so. Oh, I'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you qualified. I did. That's going to be huge. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, you know, we, John and I started the talk today, so. <laughs> yes. GoFundMe? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because my boss was like, we need to start you a GoFundMe account. Yeah. I was like, no, you just need to pay me more. How about that? How about you get, <laughs> we'll screen print on the singlet and you can sponsor me. There you go. There. There it is. Pizzicato. <laughs> Love it. Hold on now. That That's a good idea. I mean, yeah. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Weightlifters like to eat. They sure do. Yeah. They sure do. Oh, put a discount code on hey. it. <laughs> $25 large pepperoni. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. $5 off a large. <laughs> Use this discount code. <laughs> I'll start looking like the NASCAR billboard or the NASCARs cuz they got all the logos and stuff I'm on okay them. I'm okay with that. That yeah, would I know. be hilarious. How, yeah, that would be a badass singlet right there. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. DuPont. I might be on to something here. Ooh. <laughs> Okay, if anybody's out there listening and knows how to make singlets, I would like a mellow yellow singlet from oh, Days of Thunder. Yes. That's mine. I claim it. Solid. <laughs> it doesn't get better than that mellow no. yellow. No, man. Oh. Um, so you're talking about the uh, the experience the day before when yeah. you were walking through and you were watching from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Um, not as a spectator, but as someone involved in the meet. And getting to watch how how the marshals ran the table yeah. and how the other coaches interacted with their their athletes or failed to interact with their athletes, yes, um, and just how everything ran. And let's, I really, I'm really interested to know from being at the open, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and how that was ran, and the comparison for this one because I've heard really good things about the open and I've heard negative things about the open as well. Um, and it's a different level of meat. It is. Um, it's not a national meat. It's, I mean, it, it, it is, kinda but it's is, not kind of not. Yeah. Um, but this one being, I mean, it's, this is nationals. It's not senior nationals, but it's no. still nationals. Right. Um, so l- let's get into that. Like, let's, l- let's talk about how that table is set up and how the, the, how the numbers are worked and stuff like that from, from the, uh, somebody who's not lifting that day. Yeah. So, um, the, you know, it's hard to compare these two because, uh, this, what I just went to was a full on, uh, you know, in person mm-hmm. when I went to AO, AO oh, one, right. it was, it was half online, half in person. That's right. So the back room was desolate. Like they had open platforms. Wow. Like not not everybody was using the warm up platforms because you only had like two or three in person lifters versus ten uh, online lifters. God, that would drive me nuts. It was so much different, um, and I can only imagine the venue that uh, AO was at was like it was a hockey rink, mm-hmm. and it was set up perfectly for something like I did this weekend mm-hmm. because you had the grandstands, yeah, uh, you had the awesome stages you had the usaw platforms which yeah nothing compares in, oh, my, yeah. in my opinion um and you know lights were on you and just like you were there yeah it, it was so much different because when on uh ao when you'd walk out on the platform there was actually a screen that you could see the other lifter right 
And so like, you're kind of like seeing, like waiting for that other lifter to go. And that's how you're watching it is on a TV screen. And then like, you're up. Right. Hmm. Um, this was more of, I, I'm, I don't want to say it's not my first experience, but it felt like it because yeah. you know, the age of, of COVID brought a lot of weird type lifting styles and weird, weird meats and all that. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was so much different just because of the back room, there was nobody in there. Yeah. In fact, when we were there for AO, like our team was the majority of the people in there. Yeah. Outside of that, <laughs> you might've seen like, like we saw Mash's team. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much all I, yeah. Maybe Max Ada was there, but yeah. like it was like, East Coast Gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Guys. Yeah, the, the, but you didn't the see The other it. old school teams that yeah. have been around forever. Yeah. yeah, but then like nobody was in the stands. Like here... You couldn't be. No, you couldn't be. And uh, here it was like, you know, people were cheering and, you know, you, you had uh, people that could come and watch you and stuff yeah. like that. And, and there was booths, you know, there, there was like all the, the swag you could buy. Yeah. You know, there was probably four or five different like t-shirt stuff and yeah. Onyx was there and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which was cool. Um, because you didn't see, I didn't see that AO one. Yeah. Much different. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Um, so how was the, how did the, um, the tables look? I mean, I, the only, the only time I've had any like visuals Mm -hmm. of national level, um, Marshall's table Mm -hmm. is on uh, watching videos on YouTube and TV and stuff. Um, how was that? in comparison to um, a local meet or states or stuff like that. Cause I mean, it's, it's being in a gym typically for us. Right. Um, Was it comparative to how, what you see on, on the videos? Yeah. Um, Super. I mean, so you had, so that each table had, you know, two video or two screens. Mm-hmm. Um, one had the, the lifter that was out on the, uh, the platform at the minute. And then the other one was, you know, all the, the cards, start list, yeah. start list. And then you had the cards on the table, right? That's cool. And then, um, uh, so you had, you had a USAW person there and maybe like, a not, not a national rep, but like just a, somebody yeah. in training. They had a lot of people training at this yeah. meet, right? So there always had two there. So, um, there was two marshals per table. There were, uh, three platforms so each each platform had had their own table Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's exactly what we see on when we watch it on youtube you know screens cards marshals nice and you know all the coaches hovering around or whoever's counting your cards for you hovering around watching watching the strategy watching you know everybody kind of move around Mm -hmm. i remember one time uh you know i was john was setting me up we we went into this thinking i was going to hit a a 138 clean and be happy with that right Mm -hmm. well I hit the 134. I'm sitting down. He's like, "All right, you got about four minutes. So you know, just get your mind right. Put yeah. your headphones in." Yeah. Comes over to me, goes, "Look at me. We are going to get bronze. You're going for 140. I don't care about anything else." And I just look at him. I was like, "All right, let's do it. I don't care what's on that bar." And that's yeah. exactly what I said to him. I don't care what's on that bar. Let's just do it. Yeah. And he and then you know he goes back over, talks to Matthew, comes back, and he's like, he goes everybody's watching you right now because we just made a move. (laughs) All right, let's go. Not the thing to say to your athlete, John, if you listen to this podcast, yeah, learn lesson learned. That's one thing I I would say. I will say my adrenaline spiked and you can see how fast I stood that up. I mean, straight up stars, blacks, 
black screens in the eyes. So. Oh, yeah. Um, that was that clean was crisp. I mean, it was just a tiny bit forward. Yeah. But, I mean, dude, I, th- I think I, I talked to John about this. Yeah. And we both said, I said, I was like, it looked like he didn't think he was going to make that clean. I did. Like, like when you walked up to it, like, like in the back of your head, you're like, well, I'm just going to, you know, grip it and rip it and hope, pull That's and pray. Kind of what I did. And, dude, it moved so well off the ground. Yeah. You know, I've watched the video over a hundred times. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. you know, each time I'm like, that doesn't look like I struggled at all, but I know what it felt like. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it's all, the, the, it's never transferable to what it feels like in the moment. Yeah. Um, but there's one thing and I don't, maybe this is just who I am as a person, but I saw, so there was Brett, there was Matthew and John in the background. Mm-hmm. And when I stood that up, I saw the excitement in their faces. Oh God. Like they were like getting ready to oh, just yeah. explode. And when I watched that, I had to stop watching it because I kept on getting disappointed because I disappointed them because they were like, and I know I didn't. Right. Yeah. But I was like. I could have made that. Yeah. You know? And so there is a mindset right there that you're right. I did walk up to that not knowing, mm-hmm. not maybe like, oh, this is more than I've ever lifted. Mm-hmm. Can I do this without hurting myself? Yeah. And as a master's lifter, that's what goes through my head a lot. Can I yeah. do this without hurting myself? Well, you should be proud of yourself because you made it to that point. Yeah. Without that cross in your mind. Yeah. I agree. I you did. Know? Every time I walked out there, I was like, got this. Yeah. Yeah. No, dude. And, and your training leading up to that was totally evident of the preparation and where you, where you were at walking up to those, to those weights, because I'm telling you, man, like you, I mean, the way one Oh two looked, you should have gone one Oh five. I felt it. I even told John that when we walked out and he's like, come over here and just lay on the ground. I came over there. I I wanted one ten. I know, and, and if and with the adrenaline that I had, maybe I would have missed it, but I would have got it overhead, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and you know, leading up to it with training with you in the garage, what what did we keep saying? One ten. Mm-hmm. What's one ten? One ten. It kept on coming up. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm. I, I guess I just don't think you could do this alone. No, you know, it's people like you, it's people like John, it's people like the whole team, Matthew, Diane, everybody collectively coming together Mm -hmm. to get an athlete out there. Yep. And I really felt and saw that. And I think if you're going to go out there and do a national level tournament, get involved. Yeah. Get involved with somebody. Yeah. And that, you know, I was talking to Travis Cooper, uh, that podcast will drop before this one, um, and so you'll everybody will get to hear that conversation but part of that was get involved with the meat like when you're done lifting get involved yes. like don't just peace out go home like plan your day so you can help yep and like you might not think it's worth it yeah. for yourself like you got better things to do but Learn how to be an adult, learn how to schedule your time. Totally. And if you're going to commit to lifting out of meat, commit yeah. to the full day. Right. Because that, your little bit of commitment, whether it's to be a loader or to be a judge or, or like a loader on the platform or yeah. to be a loader in the warm up room mm-hmm. for another lifter, like if you can give that peace of mind to another person in that moment, like one, it's going to, it's going to help that person. Mm hmm in their, in their session. And two, it's going to, it's going to help you mentally and emotionally down the road 
in your day. Right. 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 Knowing that you help somebody out and like, you know, it's kind of fluffy to say that, but yeah, you know, like, I mean, it, go- it, it, it helps with your mental health. It and really that, like almost every conversation nowadays that you see mental health comes up yeah. and like, it, it's kind of a selfish thing, but being selfless mm-hmm. helps with that. Yeah. And knowing that, knowing that you help somebody that may have been having a shitty day, they may have showed up and their entire team bailed on them. Right. You know, yeah. or their best friend said, I'm, I'll, I'll totally be there. I'll totally help you out. And last minute said, dude, I'm, I can't do it. Right. Right. You know, and they're stuck there alone, loading their own bar, you know, count the, trying to count their own cards, mm-hmm. whether it's a local meet or a national meet, you yeah. know, it sucks. And, um, I think as, as masters lifters, we have a little bit different attitude about that. Yeah. Um, like we were saying earlier, it's a masters is definitely different than, than seniors, but, um, the community yeah. that we build and that we foster is only going to get better. It really is. And, you know, to your point right there, um, and we're going to talk about this on the next podcast, but like showing up to a meet that you don't compete in. Yeah. Just to be there to help. Well, Diane didn't Diane, compete. That's what Diane did. Yeah. She helped uh, four or five lifters. Three of them weren't even on the team. Yeah. You know? So like, like that's, that's huge. Right. It really is. And it not only, like I was saying earlier, it helps me, it helped me get my mind right, but mm-hmm. it'll also give you an idea of what you're about to walk into because mm-hmm. you just don't know until you do it. Yeah. And so. I mean, there's uh, karma is always a thing. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely <laughs> you know, is. Yeah. If you want to be a dick, yeah, you might not do so well. Yeah, I, I do. I do firmly <laughs> believe in that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So, so you said you're possibly going to worlds. Yeah, I qualified, um, and I like I said, I had the conversation with John today, started mm-hmm. it. Um, he, you know, is very excited for me and wants me to go. Of course. Of course, right? Um, and the conversation was like, hey, Cohen, Team Camp, Worlds, let's talk about. Those are the three things that, mm-hmm. you know, we need to talk about. Um, so it's a little undecided on what we're doing yet, but uh, yeah. I, I'm qualified for it, and uh, I, we have family that live in Florida, so there you go. There's no reason not to go. Yeah, my family's going to be pissed if I go because they just moved home from Florida. <laughs> no, I, my my cousin and his whole family lived down there for shoot four years, five years, something like that. Yeah, and in Tampa or just outside of Tampa, and always talked about going down there. Never went down there, and they just moved back up here to Richland, like this year. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to be like, what? You couldn't come down before? <laughs> right, Worlds wasn't yeah, in no, Tampa. Totally, I'm right? sorry. <laughs> yeah. Technically, it's not the same area. No. No. You're right. You're right. Um, but uh, so with that uh, conversation with Co- Travis Cooper, we were talking about meets and whatnot and what's mm-hmm. coming up for him. And he has pretty much the same schedule. They're going to the Cohen. They got, they got a couple state meets coming up. And we talked about um, – the meet that that we're putting on up here um or starting the planning of putting on because i'm as we're digging deeper into it we're realizing that there's a lot more that's going to go into this type of meet because it's never been done before yep um and just talking to him and getting the preparation getting to know what his preparation is to go into a space that is absolutely 100 percent not designed to have 
a weightlifting or any kind of event like this, yeah, yeah. right? It's a restaurant, essentially. Like, That's he's going to breweries. Is. And, yeah, they have a big floor, mm-hmm. and they have space for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't have power receptacles. No. Nearby. They uh-huh. don't, you know, so, like, it's the first, few, the first few meets that he put on, he, he ran everything analog, basically. He didn't have TVs. He didn't yeah. have everything yeah. was, they had an announcer. Yeah. And they had old school, like, cards were on the table. And if you wanted to know what your weights were and what the start list was, you had to go physically look at it. And that's a skill on its own, right? Yeah, there. that's a whole other thing. Now now it's gotten, it's expanded. Yeah. You know, technology's gotten cheaper. Yes. Um, but what we're looking at is um, to start out with the best possible meat that we can, yeah. that we can design. Absolutely. And it's going to be a little bit more expensive on our side of things to, to start out with, but I think it's going to be worth it. And, um, I told him what we were planning on doing with the, um, that it's outdoor. Right. I didn't tell him exactly what we're planning on doing with, with the field and everything right, and, and right. the design. But, um, he thought, he thought it was a great idea. Uh, so it's, it's kind of like what he does just expanded into more of a sports festival. Mm hmm. Which, well, and that and that's the whole thing is like it, it's it's going to be it's going to be a sports festival at a sport location, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and hopefully, like he he, it, he opened my mind a lot on how to communicate with the owners or whoever runs the the facility and how to plan for inclement weather yeah. or at least it yeah have a backup plan there's a lot right? of variables yeah yeah and i yeah. mean he's on the east coast so he has he has the feel a little bit for that mm-hmm. too but like north carolina that doesn't get as much rain as we do here it's just humid yeah and totally. denver like the only thing they got to worry about is snow yeah and so and here pacific northwest it's like seven months of rain <laughs> and completely unpredictable it was exactly, like snow exactly. the other day yeah yeah, yeah. um so hopefully when it's all said and done, we'll be able to, we'll uh, keep everybody posted on the progress and, yeah. um, it might not happen this summer, hoping that it could, but most likely it's not. We got, both of us have a lot of stuff going on. Our yeah. families are oh, yeah. constantly running. Um, and with worlds coming up being or- in Orlando and the Cohen being in Baton Rouge, yep. um, it's just probably not going to happen. It's probably better that it doesn't happen this I year. Think so, um, you know, the, the more organized we are, the the better the event will be. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, this is a great conversation. Absolutely. Can't wait to do it again. We're going to have Damon, Damon on next week. Um, we're going to talk about his experience at the Arnold yeah. and what it's like to just travel to a meet with your team and be there, be there for the team and yeah. train in the training hall with other, you know, Training next to Matty Rogers and, and you know, in that right. same environment with elite level lifters. Yeah. And you're just there to help out and have a good time. Yeah. So. He's, he's going to bring a different uh, perspective, which is going to be really neat to hear. Yeah. And he's brand new. Yeah. Which is even so, better. So right? the Arnold was his first, first meet, first in-person meet period yeah. to yeah. be at. Yeah. It's the Arnold. Right. And he's less than a year into the sport. Yeah, it's so, going to be a cool perspective. So it's a really fresh take on on what we do and what we've been used to. Yeah. So uh, can't wait to get it going. And um, what do you guys What do you guys got coming up? Do you have any podcasts on the kitchen coming yeah, up? Yeah, I got uh, Matthew Conar. Actually, I'm recording tomorrow. 
Uh, we're going to talk all about his journey in food and, and what brought him to the industry. He's currently an architect that designs restaurants and started his own business in that. So that's coming up. Um, I'm trying to get a couple people from uh, Freedom Weightlifting to talk about some uh, – uh, journeys of food there. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's about it. We're going to drop a, a date night podcast, uh, Sunday. Nice. Yeah, we got, we got our next date night on Sunday and we're actually going down to a place called the hair of the dog. I don't know if you've ever been hair there. of the dog brewery. Yes, I have been yes. Sarah and I, that's an interesting story. Best smash burger in Portland. I think. We went there because it was my friend's birthday. It was actually I'm trying to remember. I think it, I'm going to get in trouble for this. I think it was our first date. Uh. And we ended it was my friend's like 40th birthday or 35th birthday or something. Yeah. And they were they they were just bar hopping. This is back when I was doing homebrew and we had a whole club and everything. Right, right. And uh they were like, "Oh yeah, we're here." And we get there and they had just left. Yeah. And so we go and we sit outside. It's freaking cold. Yep. Or drink a beer, but it's a really cool place. Yeah, they're closing their doors uh, for what? good because the owner is retiring and the kids don't want anything to do with the business. And so they're closing their doors June 1st. And so we're going to do a whole little talk. There's about no, that. nobody's going to take it over? Nobody's going to take it over. I was just there. Oh, for my God. Today. Yeah, we were talking to Dude, the their owner. beer is fantastic. Oh, I know. It's amazing. And I'm not even a beer drinker, but I will go there and I'll Dude, drink if they, beer. If they have cases of 22s mm -hmm. for sale, mm -hmm. buy them. Like seriously, yeah, I, I know, mean, I know. They're uh, it's it's a good spot. So we're gonna do a whole thing on them too. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's great, man. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get off here and we'll be back next week yeah. with a new take on how we deal with weightlifting and how we enjoy it, and um, we'll get into a little bit of technique talk. And yeah. so everybody, thanks for listening. We'll be back again. Give us a like, a subscribe. Yep. Please comment. Yes. Take a picture, screenshot, share it with your friends. Um, I saw a meme today or the other day that said, people keep asking me why I'm not famous. And he said, it's because you're not sharing my shit, dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, share, subscribe. Let's hear it. Yeah.